Now, that doesn't mean you have to really physically get rid of everybody, but some people you might need to physically really get rid of. Some people you can't get rid of because you have DNA, you share DNA with them. But what you can do is not allow their opinions to sway you, not allow their thoughts to come into your contact, not have certain conversations with those people. Because if they try to squash your dreams, like Joseph's brothers tried to squash his dreams, they got to go. They cannot believe. They cannot be with you because they can't believe. See, Joseph's dad believed. At first he checked him. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You trying to say your parents going to serve you, son? And then he thought on the thing and he said, you know what, son, if you said it, I believe it. And so those are the people that you need in your life. You need to get the support. You hear me say this all the time, a partner, a mentor, or coach. So you need to have accountability partners, thought partners, mentors, advisors, and coaches in your life. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown-Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back, Powerful. This is your girl, Bridget Brown-Jackson, and I'm so very excited to be with you here for this new year. Yes, we took a Christmas break, and I'm so sorry, apologize, that I didn't even notify you that we wouldn't be on uh, for a week, but we are back. We are back. We are absolutely back, and we're absolutely excited about this new season. We're in season number five. Can you believe it? I can't. I can't. I actually can't. Uh, over 200 episodes. We're hitting at the mark of 250 episodes. Just can't absolutely believe it. Okay, before we get in today, I want to give you three things. I love, you know, I love talking things in repetition. And I love doing things that you can really, really remember. And so today we're going to talk about revelation, reassurance, and resources as we talk about expecting great things. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. In the meantime, I need you to like, subscribe, and share this message if you haven't already. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please let me know at BridgetBrownJackson.com forward slash podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love, love, love to hear how it has helped shape your life. All right. We're going to be back in just a moment, and we're going to be talking about Revelation reassurance and resources as it relates to greatness and expecting the great in your life. How many of you are expecting the great? I know I am. But yeah. Just what if? What if your life could be greater? Your relationships better? Your outlook improved? Your dreams fulfilled? Well, they can. Find out how you can go from average or even good to being great. Go to simplytomorrow.com and schedule your personalized call with Coach Bridget. Don't stay stuck, paralyzed, or stagnant. Act now. Go to simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right. I told you help was going to be back. We're here. We're here. We're here. And here we go. We're going to talk about three things today. Again, revelation, reassurance, and resources as it relates to to you and the greatness that God has given you and developed in you. So we're not going to hold up the time. Let's go. Let's get into this. Number one, 
as it relates to revelation, I want you to understand that problems reveal your promise. So I don't want anyone that is listening to ever feel like your problems are bigger than your promise because it never is. Uh, so that's number one. That's what we're going to talk about in Revelation. For reassurance, I want you to understand this. I heard somebody say this and, ooh, it's set with me. So today we're going to sit and talk about this. If you don't have expectations, you are suicidal. Mm, let's let that sink in. And the third thing is resources. I need you to get the proper people in your life and shut down the door on everybody else. <laughs> All right, let's go. Number one, revelation. I want to talk to you about a couple things within the, the, the uh, center of revelation. Number one, you need to understand your significance. Um, as I said at the beginning, uh, problems reveal your promise. Sometimes we have so many problems that we can't even see our promise or see the great things because we see the limitations, right? And we see the insignificance. Sometimes we don't understand insignificant things really are significant because it's what's going to take you to your next. Now, y'all know I'm a minister, so you know I got to always bring God in this. Sorry. Uh, if that offends you, this is not the place for you. This is definitely not the podcast. But I want you to understand a story, a Bible story that most of you probably all know. And it is about David and Goliath. Now, here we got David. He's not a giant. He's not even the eldest. He's not one of his older brothers. He's not Saul, the, the, the king at the time. And he has a slingshot. He takes off of, takes off Saul's armor because Saul puts his armor on him to go into this battle because he swear he's going to be able to, you know, defeat this giant. He's like, I'll go. You know, some of the other people were cowards. He's like, I'll go. Here he is a lad. So he's very young and he takes off the armor. He's like, uh-uh, this don't feel right. This is not mine. He takes his slingshot and he takes some stones. He polished the stones and bam, hits Goliath dead in the center of his uh, forehead and able to knock him to his feet. He kills Goliath. And then he is uh, paraded around like, wow, look what David did, right? Well. David insignificance, being one of the youngest, he's the youngest of his brothers, he's not in the military, he wasn't trained, he's just a shepherd boy, but all that insignificance allowed him to slay a giant. So never diminish or devalue your insignificant areas because those insignificant areas, when the time presents itself, will be significant. So that's the first thing we have to be. We have to understand that revelation and we have to stop our uh, limiting thoughts. I don't know about you, but, you know, tell me if this resonates uh, with you. Um, I have limiting beliefs at times. And so I have to do a lot of mind work. You know, the Bible tells us to let this mind be in us whether it was also in Christ Jesus. I do believe that that was a spiritual message, but it also is in the physical too as well. We cannot allow, because see, here's the thing where we can't do the spiritual things if we don't understand the natural things. We have to get past the natural to get into the supernatural realm because we're always fighting ourself. You know, ourself, that, that piece of us, the soul realm, I call it the women. You've probably heard me say that if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, but the whimmy is the soul area, the will, the intellect, the memory, the imagination, and the emotions 
of the person, right? And so we have this Wimmy that tries to control us. And sometimes our soul realm will get in the way of us being able to do the things that we have to do. So we have to build on our most holy faith. We have to really truly go into an area of tapping in that we can't ever, ever do. Why? Because that is the first part. The revelation of what to do, again, revealing that the problems in your life are revealing the promises in your life. You got this. 2023 is your year. Everything that God has decreed and declared over your life is yours. We just have to walk into it. So that's the revelation. And then number two, we walk into reassurance. Now, inside of reassurance, there's some requirements. And so we have to understand, as I said before, I heard a minister say this, and now this is getting ready to be one of my mantras. This is I'm going to put this up because this related to me. And maybe you have never, ever felt like you wanted to commit suicide, but you felt hopeless. You felt like the breath or the wind was taken out of you. You felt defleted, deflated. You felt defeated and deflated. And you tried, uh, uh, you know, to keep on moving, but you just didn't have that hope. There was some hopelessness. In fact, the synonym for expectation is hopefulness. But maybe you didn't have that expectation, so you felt hopeless. And so if you don't have an expectation, you are absolutely suicidal. Now, that doesn't mean you actually have to try to take your physical life, but you're taking some aspect of your life away. Do you have financial expectations? Do you have health and wellness expectations? Do you have educational expectations? Do you have business expectations? Do you have career expectations? Do you have spiritual expectations? Now, I didn't put them in any particular order. They're all important. Which one is the one that you're struggling with right now? What's the revelation that God has given you that you need to realize that the problem that's going on in your life is dealing with the promise? I can tell you about the story of Joseph. If you don't know the story of Joseph, he was given a promise. He was a dreamer. He dreamed a dream. And when he dreamed that dream, God said, this is going to come to pass. He started telling everybody. And ooh, did that make some people mad? right in his own household. His brothers plotted to kill him. But then they decided, oh, we won't kill him. We're just going to put him in a pit. But here's the great thing. They put him in a pit on the merchant road on the way to Egypt. So the people that was coming from Syria through Israel on their way to Egypt were able to find him in that pit. Well, the brothers took him out the pit and sold him. So he sold him to some traders the traders then take him to Egypt and they then sell him. He's in Potiphar's house and then all stuff break out where he has rule and authority until it didn't. And Potiphar's crazy wife decides to hit on him. And when he has integrity, then she decides to lie on him and he's thrown in prison. So he goes from the pit to prison. Then from prison we know the story. He goes to the palace. So his problem was not really a problem. His problem actually revealed his promise. He was able to share with Pharaoh his dream and Pharaoh made him the second in command. Do y'all hear me? Wait a minute. I just need you to process that for a moment. He made him the second in command. 
Here we have this Hebrew. He is not Egyptian. He's a foreigner. He's even a new foreigner. He hasn't even been in the land a few years. And now here he has been made second in command. So I just need you to realize that. What's your expectation do you have? What is that thing that you have? Because here's the definition for expectation. It's a strong belief that something will happen. Joseph believed that something would happen. He never let go of his dream. He dreamed that he was over his brothers and his mother and his father. And guess what? He was. He was second in command in Egypt when the famine hit the land and when his brothers had to come seeking food and supplies, Joseph had it and he was over it all. He controlled the barns. He controlled the storehouse. So don't diminish or devalue the insignificant periods in your life, because I promise you, if you stick with it, your problem will reveal your promise. And then when you have high expectations, you will not be suicidal, but you literally will believe and you will move in legacy. He was able to move in legacy and he had a case for his future to be able to bless not only his father before his father died, but bless his siblings, in spite the fact that they tried to do him bodily harm. My story, I felt deflated and defeated, and I shared this story multiple times on here. And so if you've heard it before, I'll be really, really short and brief, but I was suicidal because I had so many childhood traumas. I had abuse that had happened to me that I did not want to live at times. And so I would have the thoughts, but I never acted on them. But one day, you know, that needle, <laughs> that straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, that day happened. And all I could see was gloom and doom. I couldn't see hope. I was deflated. And I was hopeless. And I tried to take my life. I put peel one at a time in my mouth after I spent minutes just shaking the bottle like it was a tambourine. And I put them down my throat. But then something hit and said, wait a minute. Am I really real about this? I don't know. So I don't know all what was really, really going through my mind or what made me pick up the phone to call my mother. But I picked up that phone and it was something in my voice that she heard that within minutes she was kicking down my door. And before I knew it, she was in my house and I was being rushed to the hospital. Well, I share that story all the time with people because I want people to understand that that hopelessness that I had turned into a lot of hope. Well, I was able after that to be able to bless not a few people, but thousands upon thousands of people during my career, during my ministry, even in my family. And so I share that story because I want people to understand and know you got to have reassurance. You got to have some expectations. When I sat on that sofa and I started thinking about the hopelessness in my life, I started thinking about the problem rather than thinking about the promise that God had told me. Because at that time in my life, God had been showing things to me. I had had a dream. I had had a dream that my employer 
had literally wheelbarrowed me loads of money. And that came to pass because I became a teacher. Then I became a principal. And when I became that, I was able to have great income come in. So whatever that dream, just like Joseph, just like my dream that God has given you, I need you to hold on to that. And I need you to really expect the impossible, expect the great. I need you to dream big. I need you to even write that around you in your atmosphere. See, dream big is on my on my vision board. There's a picture of a typewriter. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all might be listening, don't even know what a typewriter is. But that's that thing that we had before we had computers. And there's a picture of a typewriter and the typewriters typed out the words dream big. That's on my vision board. Because I want to always remember that. And why did I take that particular picture and put on my vision board? I did it because the typewriter to me symbolized an old form of communication. And so I had to go back and remember all of the dreams that I've had before that haven't come to pass yet, but I have an expectation. I have a strong belief that something will happen. A synonym for expectation is hopefulness. I have a hopefulness to dream big because those things that didn't come to pass are not washed away. They are still going to come to pass. And then finally, number three, resources. So we talked about you have to have revelation. You have to have a reassurance. And then now you have to have resources. You need to get the proper people in place and shut the door on everybody else that will not help you realize the revelation that you have been given and the reassurance that you have that it's going to come to pass. So if you got people in your life that are naysayers, they got to go. We don't have time for that because we know that we can do it. So I need you to only let the people in your life that help you dream and dream big. Now, that doesn't mean you have to really physically get rid of everybody, but some people you might need to physically really get rid of. Some people you can't get rid of because you have DNA, you share DNA with them. But what you can do is not allow their opinions to sway you, not allow their thoughts to come into your contact, not have certain conversations with those people. Because if they try to squash your dreams, like Joseph's brothers tried to squash his dreams, they got to go. They cannot believe. They cannot be with you because they can't believe. See, Joseph's dad believed. At first he checked him. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying to say your parents going to serve you, son? And then he thought on the thing and he said, you know what, son? If you said it, I believe it. And so those are the people that you need in your life. You need to get the support. You hear me say this all the time. A partner, a mentor, or coach. So you need to have accountability partners, thought partners, mentors, advisors, and coaches in your life. Now, you know, I'm always going to say the one that I prefer. I prefer the coach because there's something about when you pay for a coach in your life, pay, keyword, that you start activating on that stuff because it's hitting you in your pocketbook, especially when you see the fee come out your bank account then you will literally be apt to execute even more. I share with you all the time. I have multiple coaches and every month it comes back to me. Wait a minute, you paying for this. And so you get in action in a different way. So use the resources that you have. And then finally, I just need you to look around. 
right? I need you to look around and look around you. Who are the five closest people in your network? Who are the five closest people to you? Are you further ahead than they are? Or are some of them ahead of you? Because if you are the head or you are the one that's always pouring into other people and people are not pouring into you, I ask you, when are you getting a refreshing? When are you getting that extra that you need to have? When are you being challenged? And when do you grow? There's nothing wrong with you pouring into other people. Because if you're like me, you know, I talk about the flight assessment all the time, AKA some of you know it as the disc assessment. And I say that I am a flight attendant or I'm the I, the interactive type, right? And so I love to inspire. I pour into people. That's my superpower. That's my genuine way that I show up in the world, that people see me as well as I see myself. And that's the way I love to behave. I have great optimism, right? And so I'm always pouring into other people, but I can't be the one that always pour into other people. I can't even be the one that poured into myself. I have to get into the center of other people. And so when I start, um, declining, I look around and say, okay, Bridget, how much time have you spent with people that are above you? How much time have you tapped into your mentors, to your thought partners, to your accountability partners? How much time have you done what your coaches have asked you to do? And every time that I see that, I understand and know that I'm, 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 I'm moving backwards or I'm kind of at stagnant because I'm not tapping into my resources. So tap into your resources. I am a resource for you. I am absolutely a resource for you. If you're not a part of my community, get in the community. Look in the show notes on how you can connect. BridgetBrownJackson.com. How can you connect? I want you to tap into the community because my goal is your success and you're not in this alone. You have everything available. So just again, a wrap up. Number one, understand the revelation. Your problem reveals your promise. Number two, reassurance. Be reassured. If you don't have expectations, you are absolutely suicidal in your physical life, in your career, in your business, in your spiritual life, in your financial life, if you don't have those expectations. So set those expectations, those strong beliefs that something will happen. And then last, but definitely not least, tap into your resources. Get the proper people in your life and shut and close the door on anyone that is not adding life to you. Because remember, if you don't have expectations, you're suicidal. And if you're around people that are pulling from you, then you're actually being suicidal or maybe allowing yourself to be a a homicide acted upon you. Okay? So it doesn't have to be you physically, but your growth, your development, your prosperity, and the promise that God has given you. I hope this has been a blessing to you. It is always a blessing to me. I need you to have great expectations. Yes, there's a book, Great Expectations, that I had to read in middle school. I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, um, but it's a classic, right? I need you to have great expectations. You know, that woman sat in that spot and allowed herself to diminish away cobwebs and everything because she was jilted. 
And for if anybody's listening, the generation that you don't know what jilted is, she was stood up and never got to marry, right? And so don't let the things that have not happened for you, the problems to make you feel insignificant. I need you to have great expectations in a different way. I need you to get up every morning and say your affirmations. I need you to walk in power and authority like never, ever before. I need you to talk, oh God. Mm. Glory to your name, God. I need you to talk to the problems. Talk to the problems. And let them know they have no power over you. You are powerful and you are mighty. You're magnificent and you are wonderful. This has been your girl, Bridget Brown Jackson. As always, I love coming to you. I am your partner in success. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. My goal is your success. And I need you to understand and know that you got it in you. Um, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. I'd love to hear from you. Come on now. Have I heard from you? Okay, come on. I'm talking to you. Have I heard from you? If I have not heard from you, I need to hear from you. Please email me at bjackson at bridgetbrownjackson.com. You can find that inside the show notes if you can't remember or you don't know how to spell it. Because Bridget is unique. B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E. Well, anyways, back to what I was saying. Know that you are great. Expect the great. And as I always say, coach me and I learn. Challenge me and I grow. Believe in me and I win. I need you to believe you are a winner. I believe in you.